0: Hey loves, welcome to the Tantric Activation podcast with Sarah Rose, the number one podcast for men and women who want to become the most sexually confident version of themselves and have a relationship that is the secure foundation and fuel for every other aspect of their lives. Tantric Activation is for anyone seeking to optimize their potential. My name is Sarah Rose, I'm a world-renowned sex and relationship coach and the founder of Tantric Activation. On my website, tantricactivation.com, you can find information about my men's and women's coaching programs. On this podcast, I'll show you how to tap into Tantra to take control and transform your life into one that you're passionate about on every single level. Let's jump in. Down Hey, loves. Welcome. So glad you're here with me today. And today the topic of conversation is going pretty heavy. So sometimes we'll go a little bit lighter and, you know, just talk about eating pussy and all that fun stuff. And sometimes, you know, we got to really go deep into uh, these things that are holding us back so we can really be free of them and and get to the fun stuff, right? Because how do you even get to the fun stuff if you got all this shit holding you back? So today we're going to talk about deconstructing failure and divorce. And Divorce is a, it's a heavy topic, right? It's not something people really like to talk about. It's like kind of this dark cloud of divorce over things. Um, But I really want to break down how divorce so often feels like a massive failure for many people. All right. I feel like it's just getting heavier by the second. First divorce, and now I'm talking about failure, (laughs) Just give me a second. It's about to get worse, (laughs) even worse again, (laughs) because I want to look at how this ties into religious trauma and how we often get to the sense of failure in divorce as a result of religious trauma. Now, not always, but We're going to talk about how this shows up a lot. So, early in my life, I didn't even realize that religious trauma even existed. Like, I grew up in a very, very conservative evangelical household. um, And I definitely experienced religious trauma, but I didn't even know it was a thing, um, much less how prevalent it is. But as I've worked on myself, as I've received training around trauma and how to help people that have trauma, you know, I've worked with clients around the world. I've seen firsthand how this actually impacts billions of people worldwide. There are so many that are suffering from religious trauma, from conservative upbringings that program them into having very specific ideas about sex and relationships. And while there can be benefit to religion, it's not all inherently harmful, there are certain aspects of religion that can negatively impact sex and relationships that are really worth us looking at. So... Religion instills in people this idea that they're born sinful, and therefore they are unworthy, they're broken, they need to be fixed, they need to be completed by a divine source, by God. Only God can save them. And when we receive these messages as children, when our minds are still forming, we project this idea of God onto our parents, uh, this this almighty, all-encompassing without fault, that type of uh, imagery. And then as adults, that projection then moves on to our romantic partners Uh, because of the close intimacy of romantic relationships they closely mimic the relationships with our parents or our early caregivers so people that have had this type of upbringing can often have this sense of feeling that you know there was rejection by god for instance imagine praying as a child and not having that prayer answered It can make a child feel like there's something wrong with them, that they've done something wrong. They are sinful, and therefore God isn't answering their prayers. And it feels really unsafe to children to think that there may be a flaw in the God story. Or that their parents may be flawed. So instead, what children do is they assume that they are the ones that are flawed. And then they carry this belief throughout their lives. And so we see a lot of adults walking around right now with this mindset, with this real deep conditioning that they are flawed, that there's something wrong with them. And as much as 75% of people here in the US are impacted by. By religious ideology. So it's very, very widespread, the amount of people that are impacted in this way. So most people don't understand any of this. And as young children, we make agreements in order to survive, in order to belong, in order to receive love, in order to be safe. Um, These are necessary agreements at that time in our lives, but they stay with us on an unconscious level and they end up ruling our lives well throughout adulthood. So as young adults, we often get ourselves into situations based on this conditioning that we have from childhood. We often don't know how to get out of it. You know, people will end up getting married or, you know, different things when they're young and they don't really think through it. They don't have conscious awareness of why, why they're making choices for the person they're making choices to be in this marriage with. Um, if there is religious trauma then that you're struggling with, then the body's natural response is to become numb. Um, So trauma creates a sense of numbness in the body. It's a frozen state. When people have this, they're often just going through the motions, getting through the days, uh, not really having a sense of vibrancy and aliveness. And then it just continues to get worse and worse until they actually get the help to heal. So not every relationship is meant to last forever, clearly. And for some people, getting divorced will likely be the best decision that they ever make. This was actually my personal experience with divorce. It was necessary for my health and happiness to get out of the marriage that I was in, but That doesn't mean that I haven't gone through the feeling of a feeling like I'm a complete failure, just a complete and utter failure because of it. I felt like it was one thing for me to have put myself into the situation that I was in. And it was another for me to have chosen to have children and to bring them into that situation as well. Of course, I'm so grateful to have my children. That's not what I'm saying. But for me, that's where the sense of failure has shown up. And I hear this from many men, like they actually care much less about losing the marriage or any material assets that, uh, that they're going to lose, but they're very ridden with guilt about the potential impact on their children and the heartache over. Losing time with their kids. And if you've been here with me long at all, you've probably noticed that I have really high standards and I've always been like that. And to feel like I failed in an area as massive as having a stable two parent household with parents that love each other for my children to grow up in, it really has left me with crushing self doubt many, many times. So, you know, of course, my 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 rational mind understands that many great people have come from much, much greater challenges, and I'm reminded to not marginalize my children's journey. Um, I see how well-adjusted and how happy they are and I know I've done a really great job in spite of it all, you know, but like other high achievers, I'm very hard on myself. And especially when it comes to my children and my responsibility to them. So, it's really has been this struggle that I've gone through personally that has given me this relentless drive to help men save their marriages in a way. It's been a way of making up for my failure. It's my way of helping others make choices that can give them different outcomes for their lives. And like I already said, of course, not all relationships are meant to last forever. And some marriages like mine absolutely need to end, but many relationships are made up of healthy people that just don't have the tools to navigate a relationship in the optimal way. There isn't much quality education around relationships available. And because of this, people are struggling in this most important aspect of their lives. And many are impacted when divorce happens. You know, this isn't just the two people getting divorced families are impacted, um, friends are impacted, people we work with are impacted. It has very far reaching impact. So personally, after my divorce, I spent years healing myself, like during a good portion of my late twenties and throughout my thirties, I deeply immersed myself in healing modalities and I still do this. Um, it's a, for me, it's a constant journey that I'm going, that I will probably go through the rest of my life. So like most people, or I shouldn't say most people, but a lot of people, they allow hardships in life to make them bitter. Um, you know, they get this this anger, this resentment built up. They um, allow hardships to hold them back from really living optimally, from, from having a thriving life, uh, you know, and then there are the, the people that choi- choose, make a different choice for their life. They're the people that say, no, like I'm going to grow from this hardship. I'm going to learn from this hardship. I'm going to choose to become a better person because of what I went through, you know, and when I look at my life, I, I totally see so clearly how, um, how I got the, uh, I got lucky in this life on so many levels, so much privilege that I have. And, um, you know, doesn't mean that I haven't also experienced hardship, but it's like, how can I let these things that I experience hold me back when I have so much to be grateful for? And so I have chosen to use my hardships to make the world a better place. Um, and the techniques that I learned are what I use to help men heal themselves when they come out of a divorce. Divorce leaves many men without direction. Like, guys, let me know if I'm wrong, but having a woman in your life is a pretty fucking amazing thing. Uh, As a bisexual woman, I was actually having this conversation the other day. I was like, you know, as a bi woman, I've experienced both. And I love having a man in my life. And, you know, guys, men, you're amazing. And, you know, you're also really fucking lucky to have women in your life. And I've experienced that firsthand as well of like, Oh my God, like women are so fucking incredible. And so when you've had this experience of having a woman in your life, and then, you know, you come out of a divorce and you're you're out there and, and maybe there's some relief at first of, you know, the ending of something that was bad, but for most men, there's actually still really a desire to have a woman in their life. Uh, there was actually recently a study done, and the the men surveyed were asked, you know, if they, they want they were men that were out there dating, and uh, they were asked if they wanted if they were dating for a relationship, did they want a relationship? And only 12% of men said that they did not want a relationship. So overwhelmingly, 88% of men are saying, yes, I want to have a woman in my life. And so it's i often see men coming out of divorce and there's there's this void they feel like they they don't have the same direction that they had when they had a woman um, their confidence is often shot divorce can be really really nasty and the things that are said the things that are done can really bring a man down in his uh, sex life and just the way that he shows up sexually and in a relationship and with women. and a lot of guys don't know how how to function optimally again after divorce so there's this huge void in their life that Maybe they fill it with unsatisfactory women or bury themselves in work. Maybe they drink more than they should. Like I've dated different men that I was highly attracted to and that I would have been interested in a long-term relationship with, like men that are high-quality men, very big hearts, very successful, brilliant minds, exceptionally well-educated at the top of their industries, guys that I had great chemistry with. But when they've been divorced and they haven't done the work to heal, what I've observed is that they they often just bury themselves in work. They block intimacy uh, or they use work and alcohol to numb their pain. And I've gotten to know these men and I've seen what is happening behind the scenes. And, and it's really sad. They deserve more. They deserve happiness. And I wish that they would take the time to do the work to heal. What I saw was men that would make great partners if, right? The big if, like if they decide to face their demons. But I do help men with this every day. I've had so many men come into my Man on Fire program and heal. They own their problems. They face their darkness. They become truly confident men and they know their value. They attract high value women that respect them, that adore them. And I've seen many of the men that I work with after they get divorced begin relationships that are absolutely incredible and inspiring. So how do we deconstruct this sense of failure and get to the root of it and heal? So it's important to understand that most of the time, unconscious patterns from childhood are on repeat and we live them out over and over uh when it comes to failure each of us has our own story around it and that story stems from a specific event in childhood but it's even deeper than that so failure itself is not actually the problem. The roots of failure are ultimately either anger, sadness, hurt, guilt, or fear. And then the failure is on top of one of those, but the actual problem is one of the emotions and it's showing up as failure. So at some point in childhood, Feelings of anger, sadness, hurt, guilt, or fear became associated with failure. So maybe it was fear of not being loved or not being accepted if you failed at school. And now there's this driving force of fear to never fail at anything. So I see a deep sense of unworthiness in many of the men that I work with. The unworthiness drives them to prove their worthiness through success in their careers, but they're feeding a bottomless pit. It's never enough. The angst never goes away. So outward success never feels good enough without doing the work to love yourself unconditionally and to know that you are worthy of happiness. The work that I do with men helps them bring these patterns from the subconscious to the conscious so that they can be healed and so that they can be free and no longer live feeling angry, sad, hurt, guilty, and fearful. So healing the original story, healing the root emotion will free you. And living with self-sabotage patterns is completely unnecessary. And yet so many people do it. When you get to the root of your problems, You can eliminate them rather than trying to avoid them. When you suppress them, they just become larger and larger and they control your life. And guys, listen, you deserve to be happy. And the women that want you want you to do the work to heal. How disappointing was it for me to have to walk away from men that I was into because they hadn't prioritized this part of themselves. And from what I hear, they're still single and just saying, but they could have been with me. (laughs) So if you have any doubt about whether or not the work that I offer will make you more attractive to women, there's your proof right there. A healthy integrated, confident man is sexy as fuck. And that's why I do this work, guys. This is what women want. This is what women are desiring. I see every day the men that I work with, how amazing their relationships are. Like when they start these new relationships after coming out of a divorce, it is fucking badass how incredible they are. So I encourage you to just allow yourself to realize that you are worthy. You are worthy to heal. You are worthy to be happy. And even if you don't fully believe that, take a risk, take a chance, take a step in that direction, give yourself just a little bit of permission to say, okay, maybe I deserve this. I don't fully believe it, but, but maybe I do. All right. And see what happens and keep moving a little bit inch by inch in that direction. You know, unless you're like some of the guys that come to work with me who are just fucking full on that are like, hell yeah, I'm fucking worth this. And I'm going to fucking do it. That's badass too. I actually love that. Even more, but either way, just move yourself in the right direction and just get there. However, it takes you to get there, get to that place of knowing that you deserve to be happy. You deserve to have love. You deserve to have an incredible relationship with the woman that you adore and that adores you. You deserve to have epic fucking sex whenever you want. All right, lovers, peace out. Big kisses. I'll see you soon. Hey, it's Sarah again. Thanks for listening. Make sure you check out the links in the show notes for everything we discussed in this episode and to find out more about how you can work with me. Until next time, lovers. Down tonight.